Welcome to the Stonebridge Community Church online worship service. Today you'll hear the Word of God read, the message from this weekend's in-person service, and two songs to guide you in worship. Thanks for joining us today. For those of you who are new or visiting, I am Pastor John, the senior pastor here at Stonebridge, and yes, today is my birthday. Thank you. Um, I just have to confess, though, I, unless it's like 40 or 30, I forget my own birthday. Um, and I didn't realize, I didn't remember it was until my wife told me this morning. Um, so I, I knew that she and my four-year-old were working on a cake, so I knew it was coming up here. Um, but yeah, I, when we got married, I, I, she asked what I wanted to do for my birthdays, and I, I said nothing, and she insisted, we have to do something. And I said, okay, I want an Oreo ice cream cake every year. So every year I get an Oreo ice cream cake, and it's great. So, But now you know why the four-year-old's so excited for my birthday. <laughs> so we are in a sermon series entitled Journey to Jerusalem, and we're looking at the middle part of the Gospel of Luke. From Luke 9 to Luke 19, Jesus goes on a journey to Jerusalem. And he's going on this journey to fulfill his call that God has placed on him to be the Messiah. He's going to Jerusalem to go to the cross, to suffer, to die, and to be resurrected. And this is Jesus's call. So we're going to be looking at different stops along the way of that journey, different people he interacts with. And today we're going to be looking at Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. And I invite you to hear God's word. Now, as they went on their way, he entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha. You are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Please pray with me. Lord, you have gathered us here, and we thank you for that. You have brought us together that we might reflect on your scriptures, that we might hear your words, that we might listen to what you are saying. So, Lord, Through your scriptures, will you speak to us now? Through your Holy Spirit, will you speak to us that we would hear your word, that we would be your followers, your disciples in this world? Lord, help us to learn from Martha and from Mary and from your interaction with them on your way to Jerusalem. Speak to us now, Lord. We ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So you may have noticed that we have some new decorations here in the room. And I want to explain that because it's going to come up here until we get to Easter. But like I said, we're in the sermon series looking at the journey to Jerusalem. And if you look, each of these little poster boards throughout the room has a map of Jerusalem, the area around Jerusalem. We're looking at Jesus's taking up of his call. And this idea of calling is critical if you want to follow Jesus. We see Jesus pursuing his call. And the hope is that as we look at him pursuing his call, as we see his interactions, 
we can learn ways in which we can discern the call God places on each of our lives. Each of us as Christians has the big picture call to follow Jesus, to be his disciple in this world. But within that, there's these more specific callings. You've been called to all sorts of different relationships, friendships, romantic relationships, working relationships, casual acquaintances. You have certain gifts, and you've been called to do certain work in the world. And all of that work is to the glory of God. All of that work highlights God's glory. No matter how small it may seem, it's to the glory of God. Martin Luther, the famous reformer, he said, milkmaids milk cows to the glory of God. And I think living in a capitalistic economy, we start thinking that the value the marketplace puts on work is the work's actual value. But that's not God's perspective. All of the work that we do, all of the work that we're called to do is meant to glorify God. So the idea here is, as we look at Jesus pursuing his call, we're going to be looking at different ways in which you can discern your own call right now. Whatever stage in life you're at, God has placed a call on your life. God is calling you to do something to fulfill that. So each one of these words is going to be a point of reflection for us. And as we move along through this journey, we'll eventually end up here at the cross. And hopefully we all get some guidance on what it is God is calling us to. I can't tell you specifically what your call is. That's between you and God and, and your close community. But we can talk about ways in which to discern that, practices that might help you to discern that. So that's what this all is. And I want to make sure everybody knows, I tried to avoid it being counterclockwise, okay? I'm not an agent of chaos. But the cross is over here. That's what we're leading up to, so it had to be that way. It probably doesn't bother you, but it's going to bother me every week, okay? <laughs> A little bit of OCD here. So that's what we're looking at in this sermon series, and that's what, between now and Easter, we're going to be focused on. And today, we're looking at this story with Mary and Martha, and it is a story of two sisters, Martha and Mary. And there's been a little bit of a question about who exactly are they? Because in the Gospel of John, there's two sisters named Martha and Mary talked about there, but they have a brother named Lazarus. And no brother is mentioned here in the Gospel of Luke. We don't get any more information about Martha and Mary. So there's been some debate about, is this the same pair of sisters? Is it not? Why would Luke not mention Lazarus? I don't really know the answer, and I don't think it matters all that much. Because here in the Gospel of Luke, we just get these two sisters. And we get this interaction that they have with Jesus. And this is a story at its core about hospitality. They have received Jesus as a guest. And how is each of them going to respond to the guest who is in front of them? How are they going to play host? How do they respond to the guest? And obviously we know this isn't a normal guest. This is the prophet Messiah who is on his way to go fulfill his purpose of going to the cross. He has worked wonders. He has taught his followers how to emulate him in the world. And now he's showed up at Martha and Mary's house. 
And each of these sisters, they respond to him in different ways. And I want to look at each of the two sisters and their response to Jesus, their guest, in this moment. The first is Martha. And I want to be a little sympathetic towards Martha here. Jesus does rebuke her. Gently, he rebukes her. But he does rebuke her here. But you have to recognize that what Martha is doing is simply what was expected of her. Joel Green, a New Testament scholar, reflecting on this passage, he says, women were normally cast in the role of domestic performance in order to support the instruction of men rather than as persons who were themselves engaged in study. I want to read that one more time so you can understand the expectations placed on Martha in this moment. Women were normally cast in the role of domestic performance in order to support the instruction of men rather than as persons who were themselves engaged in study. Martha is the host. And she's trying to fulfill the expectations that are placed on her. She's doing all of these tasks because she feels the weight of those expectations. So let's have a little bit of sympathy for her here. She's just doing what she was taught to do. She's just fulfilling what was placed on her to do. And she's doing the best she can. But there are some clues in here that in the midst of that, she has lost sight of what's most important. If you notice in her one little line there that she has, she uses me language three or four times. When you were receiving a guest in the ancient world, you were supposed to focus on the guest. So there's an indication here that she's performing all of these tasks, not for Jesus, but simply because it is what is expected of her. Simply so that she can check it off and feel like she has done her duty. She's not actually paying attention to Jesus. In fact, she goes to Jesus and tries to pull him as the guest, into the middle of a family conflict. Like any good sibling, she goes to the authority figure and tries to turn them against her sibling. We've all been there who have brothers or sisters, right? Especially the youngest ones. So her concern here isn't actually for Jesus. And that's the problem here. That's what's going on. In fact, Jesus himself describes her as distracted and worried she doesn't realize who is there with her, how she should respond to him. And that's where Jesus corrects her. Again, though, this all comes from the fact that she's trying to just fulfill these expectations that have been placed on her. And I want to be sympathetic towards her because every single one of us is the exact same. Every single one of us has expectations placed on us. I'm sure if you're honest with yourself, you can think back to something at least in the last few years, probably something in the last few days, that you did just because it was what is expected of you. It's just what you do. It's just what people think they're going to see you doing, so you do it. And you're not really thinking about it. You're not really reflecting, why is it I'm doing this thing? Why is it that I'm just fulfilling the expectations of others? 
I think we all go through times where we're behaving like Martha, where we lose sight of what actually is the most important in our lives. So let's have some sympathy for Martha here. She's doing the best she can, and we all fall into the same trap. But I want to continue and look at her sister Mary. We're told that Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to what he was saying. That, sound like, that might sound like a simple, basic thing, but it's actually revolutionary. Again, I want to read that Joel Green quote to you and think about what Mary's doing in this moment in light of this quote. Women were normally cast in the role of domestic performance in order to support the instruction of men rather than as persons who were themselves engaged in study. Mary doesn't care. Mary doesn't care about the expectations that were placed on her. She's not worried about the domestic performance in that moment. She's actually presenting herself as a disciple of Jesus. She is not worried about what anybody else expects of her in that moment. She's not worried about fulfilling some sort of role or expectation. She is worried about Jesus. She is concerned with Jesus. She wants to hear what Jesus is saying. She's taking all those expectations and she's turning them upside down. And Jesus affirms her for that. Mary is revolutionary in this moment. She's presenting herself as one of Jesus's disciples. Now that word disciple, one of Jesus's disciples, it's one of those words that's pretty churchy. And I think we can lose sight of what exactly it means. The word disciple comes from the Latin word for student, but it's different than what we would think of as a student today. I mean, you think of a student, you think of somebody who goes to a classroom, listens to one teacher for about a year. Some of us might have to listen to the same teacher for a couple years. Just confession. I did five years of Spanish, only made it to Spanish two. Anyways, moving on. That's what we think of as a student, though is you listen to somebody for about nine months and then you move on. That isn't the type of disciple that Jesus was talking about in his day. There was no public school system. The disciples that are talked about there are people who would find a, a teacher, find somebody who was authoritative, and they would follow that person around. And they wouldn't just hear the words, but they would try to copy the way that person lived. You learned as a disciple by being around the person you were learning from, by living life with him. It was almost exclusively men in that day as well. It's just the way the culture was structured. But that was how you were a disciple. You tried to emulate them. You tried to copy them. And Mary in this moment is taking the first steps towards that. We have to acknowledge too she seems to understand things better than Peter does, one of Jesus' core disciples. Remember, a couple weeks ago, we talked about the transfiguration where Jesus goes up on a mountain and he is transformed. He's changed in front of Peter, James, and John. And he's talking to Moses and Elijah, and Peter doesn't want to let go of the moment. He says, Lord, let's build shelters and let's stay here. And God the Father rebukes him through a voice in the cloud. And what does God say? God says, 
This is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. Listen to him. Peter, in that moment, as this journey to Jerusalem was beginning, he didn't understand the importance of just listening to Jesus. But Mary does. In this moment, she's throwing off all the expectations placed on her as a woman in her culture so that she can listen to what Jesus is saying. She understands what Peter was missing. The first steps towards being a follower of Jesus, towards being his disciple, is listening to him, hearing what he has to say. And Jesus lifts her up as an example of how to follow him. This week, I want to give you all a challenge. Because I think that the only way we're going to be able to discern what God calls each of us to, specifically what God is calling you to, is if we really start listening to Jesus. So this next week, I want you right now to think about your schedule this next week. Think about the seven days in front of you. And think about which of those days is the busiest. Some of you are feeling a little bit of stress right now. Think about the one that is the busiest, the one that has the most stuff in it. I want you to go home. I want you to take something on that day and cancel it. And just pause. Just pause during that time. Set aside whatever the expectations are that are on you and just try to listen to Jesus. Pick up the Gospel of Luke. Go read what's called a Sermon on the Plain. Listen to his words. Or just Google most popular parables in the Gospel of Luke and read one of the stories Jesus tells in that Gospel and listen to what he says during that time that you would have been busy, that you would have been performing all of these other tasks. Just pause in that moment and listen to Jesus. That's how we understand the call he places on our life. Those are the first steps towards following him, towards really understanding what it is he wants you to do at this time, in this place, with the people he's brought into your life. Pause. Listen to him. Try to do almost exactly what Mary did in this moment, where she was sitting there at Jesus' feet, learning from him, without any concern or care for what anybody thought of it. Jesus is the Lord, the Messiah, the guest who comes into your life. Pay attention to him. Listen to him. And this week, pause. Because he's trying to speak to you. He's trying to guide you. Please pray with me. Lord, we thank you for both Martha and Mary. We thank you for the ways in which they responded to you and what we can learn about being your followers in this world. And help us to just pause. Help us to take the busyness in our life that takes over. Help us to reflect on the expectations placed on us and set them aside and respond to you. Try to listen to you, to hear your voice in our lives. Lord, speak to us. We know you are, but let us hear you. Open up our ears that we might hear you and listen to you and obey you.
spoke a word you were singing over me you have been so so good to me before i took a breath you breathed your life in me have been so, so good to me. There's no 